Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. I am one of your hosts, Aaron, and the other one joining me today is Daniel. Yo, what's up, guys? And today's episode, of course, is Thoughts and Theories, Thursday, number seven. Before we hop into all the exciting stuff we're going to talk about today, let me do some quick announcements. We don't run any ads or take any money from corporations, elite reptilian lizard people, our homeless Bigfoots. So if you'd like to help us out, a written review on iTunes helps the show a lot. If you don't want to leave one, though, that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, ghosts, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, if any of you would like to reach out to us, you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and there you can click on the contact button and you will find all of our email addresses. Also, on our website, you can leave us a voicemail with your phone. So, Daniel. Today's Thoughts and Theories Thursday. Are you excited? Are you ready? I'm excited. Am I ready? Partially. Okay. All right. So before we hop into it, like uh, I just want to kind of go over what we're going to discuss today. Um, Daniel's going to present his topic first, and then I'll present my topic, and then we're going to discuss current events, um, which we're mainly going to be discussing the coronavirus and a lot of theories related to it. And uh, then we're going to wrap everything up, shout outs, voicemails, all that good stuff. So that's what we have planned for today. Some of you may be wondering where Donnie and Kate are. I can tell you exactly where they're at. They found out about this coronavirus a couple weeks ago. They went down into hiding in their bunker. And we have not heard from them since. So they are hiding and trying to wait this virus out. So that's where they're at right now. I believe they are trying to send me Morse code to communicate. Oh, Sadly, okay. I, don't, I don't understand Morse code. I don't know how to translate it. So all I've been getting is dots. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's a really, that's a really cool, Donnie. Wait, did I just hear, did I just hear Sandstorm? That's what you send back to him. Why is he sending me Sandstorm? But yeah, that's where they're at. So if you're wondering where they're at, they should be back. But we don't know when. They're hunkered down. So anyways, moving on. So now let's get into some theories. Dan, you're going to start it off today. What is your theory for today? Let me hear it. I want to hear it. All right, Aaron, you know what fluoride is, right? I'm... I think I know what it is. Isn't it the stuff they put in toothpaste or something? Yes. Fluoride is pretty much to help fight tooth decay. They put it in toothpaste. They put it in mouthwash. And now in 1945, they started putting it in water. Well, technically it's already been in water, but they added more to it. Since fluoride comes from fluorine, which is already in the soil. Okay, so they, they added it to water additionally. I mean, there has already been, what you're saying, like from the soil and everything fluoride's already been in the water, but they started adding additional amounts of fluoride to the water in 1945, correct? Yes, as a controlled experiment. So the most in like groundwater, between 0.01 to 0.3 ppm, which is parts per million, but 
now with them adding fluoride to the water for the controlled experiment, they went up from 0.3 to 0.7. So they added another 0.4 because they thought that it would be good to see how well the fluorinated water would help fight tooth decay in children in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where they decided to do their controlled experiment. And this was in 1945, you said? Yes. Okay. And the results that were written, they waited five years, I guess, to see how well it worked. The results showed that it was a significant reduction in cavities for kids. So it it did seem to work. So it sounds like a winning situation there. So the U.S. Public Health Services made it a policy in 1951 for fluoride to be in effect in the water. So by 1960, you know, fluoride in the water was widely used in the United States, reaching to about 50 million people already. So just based on that one small study, how they determined the entire United States needs to put fluoride in their water? Yeah. What the hell? It was like a 60% reduction in uh, tooth decay in children. Do you think maybe they just took the candy away and the sodas away from that town? I mean, it could be. It's Michigan. I mean, they probably just cut it off, you know, try to push it into uh, Lake Michigan. All right. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, this was them saying, like, you know, we're putting fluoride in the water to help prevent cavities and such since, you know, people can't afford, like, insurance all the time. And it, it will pretty much help people save money and it would benefit their health for their teeth. So it sounds like they're watching out for the people. Okay. But, you know, there are other side effects to fluoride, especially in kids. So the one major thing that I found was that in China, <laughs> China, they uh did a test and found out that pretty much a pregnant woman drinks enough fluoride, pretty much excessive amount. It could actually affect the kids when they get to age about three or four. They okay. show that their IQ is actually lower than the normal. Yeah, I think I, I think I read something about this. It was also done in like a Harvard study or something. Yep. And, you know, even with that, they're still like, you know, we need to do more studies before we actually say that's legitimately what like what's happening, which, you know, I like the fact that they want to do more tests about it. But obviously, it doesn't seem like a top priority. No. I mean, if you say fluoride's bad, you're, you're looked at as like a conspiracy theory quack job or something, you know? Yeah, and that's the one thing they said. They're just like, well, with this finding, a lot of conspiracy theorists are going to jump on it, which I don't think they should because it's, you know, just, you know, we're trying to figure out things still. I mean, like it's in the toothpaste, it's in the mouthwash. They find that it's better if you use it directly onto the teeth. So if you're drinking water, yet yeah, it touches the teeth, but it's actually then you're, you're drinking the fluoride, not like how toothpaste and mouthwash you spit out. Well, if you use it on your teeth and you're scrubbing your teeth with bristles, the bristles are also, they also tell you to brush your gums. There's got to be, there has to be some sort of an absorption of that fluoride through your gums. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. So, you know, it, it makes me think like, you know, we're getting more fluoride than we're supposed to with them adding it in the water, especially nowadays with more, as many toothpaste they have out there and mouthwashes. Yep. You know, and I've looked up the different side effects that you get from having too much fluoride in your system. Some of the conditions and like, you know, health effects are pretty outrageous. Then like the lower stuff is like, you know, acne and other skin problems. Then you get to cardiovascular problems, then high blood pressure, 
heart failure, reproductive issues such as lower fertility and early puberty in girls. And this is all from this is all from fluoride, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then like thyroid dysfunction, then the conditions affecting the joints and bones such as osteoarthritis, bone cancer. Then they have some the one other one is like neurological problems possibly leading to ADHD. That's that's I read an article about that at one as well as that was the main supposedly theorized that fluoride was the main leading cause of ADD and ADHD. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there's other ones. There's dental fluorosis. The hell is that? Dental fluorosis is characterized by visual changes in the appearance of the teeth. So pretty much like white spots on the teeth, brown stains. You know, it honestly kind of reminds me like you drink coffee, your teeth turn brown, but then there's white spots. Yeah, it's pretty much everything. Yeah, but it, that usually happens for uh, like with kids during their childhood when they're uh, like under age two, I believe. But then uh, so you got dental fluorosis. Then you got skeletal fluorosis, which is a bone disease that involves the accumulation of fluoride in the bone over many years. So that one is a painful disease that may change bone structure in severe cases and particularly common in some regions in Asia where groundwater is very high in fluoride. So if, if there's these studies that affects our health, why would the government allow such a thing? Like, what is the purpose of fluoride besides them saying, OK, it's good for your teeth? So the main theory behind it is, is that they're using fluoride to lower the IQ of the people to make it easier for the government to use mind control on them. So I'm like, eh. Is there any facts? Do you find any facts backing that up? <sighs> Not really. That one's just, that's like the main one, though, for it. But there's like really no facts in it because, I mean, they've been putting fluoride, more fluoride in the water since 1940s. And honestly, it doesn't seem like it's really doing too much for mind control other than just affecting our health. Well, I could see it instead of mind control. I could see it being used to, it's going to sound totally Alex Jones, but I could see it being used to make the people more docile, right? They're turning yeah. the freaking frogs gay, you know, or <laughs> to use the people, use it to make the people, you know, kind of continue on this whole, you got to be a wage slave. If, if, if you know what I mean by saying wage slave, like, you, yeah. You're told to go to school, you're told to go to college, you get huge amounts of debts, and then you go and work until you're 75 and 80, and then you can pray for at least five good years of your you know, retirement, and then you're, you die. But the entire time, you're paying taxes into the government, which is funding the, the elites, you know, funding their wars and funding them continue. And then you keep this continuous pattern throughout the generations because you tell your kids to do that and they tell theirs and that's what they're supposed to do and you're 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 born this wage slave and you're not really free um and it's not bashing anybody who lives like that because if you want to live like that by all means do whatever you want to do but i think if this fluoride is used as a way to keep the people docile it's a pretty brilliant way but if you look at all the, have you looked up and seen what other countries have banned fluoride europe Europe? Europe has. Yeah. They decided to stop adding fluoride to public drinking water due to safety concerns, pretty much. They see it as, uh, they kind of argue that this practice in adding fluoride to water is pretty much mass medication. Yeah, I can see it. Unconsented mass medication. It's 100% right. Yeah, because uh, it started in the U.S. in the 1940s, and about 70% of the U.S. population currently receives fluoridated water. 
God dang. Yeah. You know, with knowing that, I threw a little theory in. This it's pretty one of those simple theories, pretty much. It's all about the money. It's all about the the, the elitist people making more money. You say, you know, we'll put fluoride in your water to help you prevent cavities and such. But you know how most medications, you hear a commercial on medications like you take this for asthma. And then they go to list the side effects that could happen. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was watching that earlier. <laughs> it's everything in the goddamn sun that they list off. Yeah. So it making you more dependent on more drugs to counteract the one that you are originally taking for the main cause of you taking the damn medicine. So pharmaceutical companies are just making bank off of people, pretty much keeping you prescribed to you, like medication prescribed to you. So that's more money you have to pay them to stay healthy. Yep. It's all about the pharmaceutical companies, the healthcare companies, the the medical insurance companies, all about them making making the dollar off of off of you. Um, And just touching back on the medicine thing and prescriptions being shown on TV commercials, you know, it's the ones that are you depressed? Do you need uh, to get rid of depression? Take this medicine. And then it's like side effects may be suicidal tendencies. And it's like, what the fuck? What is the entire freaking purpose of the medicine then? But, you know, with me saying that, I just want to let people know I'm not against medications. You know, there are medications out there that do help people like antibiotics. Like I'm a, I love antibiotics. When I get sick, I want the doctor to give me antibiotics. Yeah. But you know, just, just reading up on that, like it, it honestly turns me to where like, I don't drink tap water. I buy bottles of water. I try to find ones, you know, that doesn't have a lot of shit in it. Then, uh, like I'm actually switching to the, those like uh five gallon water tanks now that you take to like get at the store and shit. Okay. I'm switching to those. Cause I'm already, you know, already got toothpaste and mouthwash. I don't need no more fluoride in me. I like that theory, Dan. Is fluoride good or bad? You think it's good or bad? Make your decision now. Gun to your fucking head. Is it good or is it bad, Dan? Gun to your head. In moderate doses, good. Pow. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Anything else you want to add before we move on? Uh, yeah. Listeners, let us know what you think. Fluoride, good or bad? You know, we, we need to have like a poll with this. Yeah, I can actually po- post a poll up on Instagram. Is fluoride good oh, do it. or bad? I'll have it up. Uh, for then I don't know how long I can leave it up for, but I'll post it up. And you make your decision. Is it good or bad? All right. So you ready for the next theory? Dude, I'm ready. You, you sound so excited about your theory. I'm like ready for it. Apparently this theory was popular a couple years ago and I never even knew about it or heard about it until I scroll when I was in the depths of the deepest, deepest, darkest web scrolling through the um, conspiracy forms, I came across a picture that drew my attention that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let me start looking it up. And then I said, whoa, that is exactly what I'm covering on Next Thoughts and Theories Thursday. So my theory is titled Justin Trudeau Theory. Before we hop deep into this giant theory, Daniel... Uh, Uh-oh. I'm going to have to explain a few of the players in it. So, right. ev- so everybody kind of gets the feel of what this theory is. But the main person that this theory revolves around is Justin Trudeau. Uh, so Trudeau. let me okay. first explain who Justin Trudeau is for those who don't know. So let me set the scene. It's March of 1971. The prime minister of Canada at the time was Pierre Trudeau. 
and he married Canadian author, actress, and former television talk show hostess Margaret Sinclair. Now, this was March of 1971, okay? Mm. Only nine short months later, on Christmas Day of 1971, Justin Trudeau was born. Okay? So, Justin Trudeau was born December 25th, 1971. His father was Pierre Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada. His mother, Canadian author, actress, right? Margaret Sinclair. So everything was looking good for Pierre Trudeau, right? And his new wife. For the first few years, the couple initially appeared to have a very close and loving relationship. But the marriage soon began to fall apart. Margaret, of course, started to resent her husband's constant work ethic. And because of this... She was forced to raise her three young sons largely by herself. So she, of course, was getting all this attention by the news press since she was the prime minister's wife, right? All the Mm. news people, tabloids wanted to take pictures of her, and she was like always in the news. She ended up getting fed up with it and started acting out. So, for example, just to name a few things she did... She one time decided to try to smuggle drugs in her husband's luggage, who was the prime minister of Canada. <laughs> Another time, she went to uh, this popular nightclub called Studio 51, and she was barely dressed in any clothes and started to dance. And uh, if that's not enough, to top it all off, she had an affair with U.S. Senator Ted Kennedy and uh, multiple members of the Rolling Stones. She was doing it all, literally. Wow. Yeah. So, of course, Pierre Trudeau was like, F this, I'm out, see you, bitch. And then in 1977, when Justin Trudeau was only six years old, mother and father divorced. So, who do you think got full custody? The wife. <laughs> no, well, that's what I would think. But, I mean, yeah. you got to think, his father's the prime minister, right? So, of course, yeah. Pierre Trudeau, he got full custody of his son, Justin, and raised him. So let's fast forward from 1977. Let's fast forward all the way to 2015. In 2015, Justin Trudeau becomes Canada's 23rd prime minister. So he's following the footsteps of his dad, right? Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm sure everyone is like, where are you going with this, Aaron? That's fucking boring. I don't give a shit. Okay, just stay with me here. Hold on to your Montauk chairs because this one is a little crazy, okay? Now, we're going to cover one more person real quick before I connect all the dots. The next person we're going to cover is Fidel Alejandro Castro, also known as Fidel Castro. So for those of you who do not know who Fidel Castro is, I'll try to sum it up as simply and quickly as I can so we can get through this. So basically in the 1950s, Fidel Castro and a lot of other people were fed up with the corrupt Cuban government. Fidel Castro said enough was enough and decided to lead a revolution to dispose of the corrupt Cuban government at the time. And you got to keep in mind, too, in the 50s, the Cuban government was largely controlled by the United States. So Fidel Castro was a citizen. He was like, fuck this. I'm I'm taking over. And he led this giant revolution. Right. So Fidel took power on January 1st, 1959. The United States initially thought, okay, well, he could be easily corruptible. You know, they corrupted all the other Cuban leaders between 1898 and 1959. But Fidel said, nope, I don't play that way, and told USA to go get effed. Mm -hmm. 
Fidel Castro went publicly and said he wanted to work with the Cuban people and wanted to get rid of the USA's strangled hold on the Cuban economy. Now, just note that in 1958, the USA controlled almost 90% of the Cuban economy. Okay. So what did Fidel do? He created a communist state. You know, a communist state has its good bits. It has like free healthcare and education, but it had its bad bits, like very slow growth and economy. So during this time, Fidel Castro was the main guy of Cuba. The United States was in a Cold War with the Soviet Union, and the United States and Soviets wanted to nuke each other, right? Fidel mm-hmm. Castro didn't help himself out at all in, in this matter and decided to let the Soviet Union store some nuclear uh, armed missiles in Cuba, which was just 90 miles away from the United States. All right, so that's like a quick summary of Fidel Castro, right? So right. why do I mention Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro? Well, what if I were to tell you that Justin Trudeau, the current prime minister of Canada, was a love child between his mother, Margaret, and Fidel Castro? She got around. Pretty crazy, huh? I bet you I can make you believe that if you give me five minutes. You know what? I'll give you six. Go for it. Okay. So the... I'll, I'll make this quick. So the first thing, if you search this, Snopes is going to be the first thing that pops up and tries to debunk it. And, and I'm all for facts and research, but in my opinion, Snopes is bullshit and they always defend the status quo on any controversial issue. But it is good at sometimes to look and see exactly how they manipulate the readers to reach the conclusions they want to want them to reach. But I try to steer clear of Snopes. Anyways, so let me explain and present this theory with facts to support it and see if you will reach the same conclusion as I did. So the facts. All right, you ready? Bring it. Pierre Trudeau, Justin's supposed father, and Fidel Castro have always been close. When Pierre Trudeau passed away, Fidel Castro even attended his funeral. Okay, Eh, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. The Trudeaus visited Cuba on several occasions. On one occasion, they visited Cuba when Justin was only four months old. I actually found a picture of when they visited during that time. And guess what? It showed Fidel Castro holding Justin and Margaret standing close by. So I'm going to show you that pic right now. So the picture, I'm going to post this picture on Instagram if you want to go see it too. I just sent it to Daniel. It is a picture of Fidel Castro, black and white picture, of course, of Fidel Castro standing at the airport with Margaret Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's mom, looking at Justin as Fidel Castro holds uh, Justin as a baby. Damn. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting, right? You're thinking, eh, okay, he holds a lot of babies. A lot of presidents hold babies, right? Eh, okay. So let's move on to some photo comparisons of the two. So you can see below on that picture, it has a photo comparison. I'm going to send you another picture real quick that I have, Dan, that you can look over the photo. I just fucking clicked on Photoshop on accident. God dang it. (laughs) Okay, here we go. 20 minute load time. That's not that one, is it? God dang it. You beat me to it. Okay, so (laughs) that's the comparison photo. What do you think of that? The resemblance is fucking uncanny right there. Yeah, they look, when you look at pictures of them side by side, Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro, they look so much alike. Dude, the nose. Yeah. The nose, the eyes, staring at his lips. (laughs) But no, but literally it's 
like even head shape. Yeah, they they look a ton alike. So now that we've established the similar appearance, we need to figure out, is it even possible that Fidel met with Margaret before Justin's conception? So I did some digging and it turns out, in fact, Pierre and Fidel met for the first time one year before Justin was born. Oh, Pierre and well, Pierre Trudeau and Fidel Castro crossed paths when the Canadian government sought to negotiate the exile of members of the FLQ who had kidnapped a British trade commissioner, James Cross. Fidel Castro said, oh, okay, and uh, provided a refuge. And in a private letter, he wrote Mr. Trudeau later and extended his heartfelt gratitude. So they, it established a relationship between Pierre Trudeau and Fidel Castro. Now, it's not like them two can bump weeders and make a baby, you know, but that established a relationship between them two in 1970, okay? So they, they know each other. Now, let's talk about Justin's mother, Margaret Trudeau, okay? She's a fucking hoe. Yes, <laughs> for Plain sure. and simple. She was also known to be a drug addict. Um, and something else that we mentioned earlier about the Rolling Stones, there's a rumor that there was a gangbang with them. So she was... Uh, she was no stranger to sex scandals. Uh, for an example, she spent her sixth wedding anniversary without her husband and instead went partying with the Rolling Stones at a Toronto nightclub and then ended the night in Mick Jagger's limousine. Mm-hmm. And like we said uh, earlier, she banged United States Senator Ted Kennedy. So basically, she's the female version of Bill Clinton. I mean... We can establish that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we had that. She's, you know, all, good, good for her. You know, good for her. So all that was some evidence. And I'm, I'm st- I was still on the fence. I was still on the fence, Dan. I was like, there's nothing really good that's pointing and saying, okay, besides the pictures of them looking alike. Then again, I look like Brad Pitt, but I'm not his son, you know? So... You want to hear the most damning evidence that I came across? Yes. Well, I'm going to present you the most, uh, I'm going to present you the evidence that solidified it for me. So there's an individual named Fidel Castro Diaz Balart. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He was a nuclear physicist and a government official. He was also the oldest of Fidel Castro's children. On February 1st, 2018, suffering from deep depression, Fidel Castro's oldest son committed suicide. Before committing suicide, he had left a handwritten suicide note, and it said some pretty crazy stuff on it. In the note, he said that Justin Trudeau was his half-brother. He also said, and I quote, My father was always comparing me unfavorably with Justin and dismissing my achievements in comparison to his success in Canada. But what was I to do? I am Cuban. My brother is Canadian. If he was born and raised in Cuba, he would have lived in our father's shadow forever just like me. End quote. Damn. Right there. Right in your face. Oh, man. Yep. So what's weird is like while you're reading that, I like looked up some stuff. You know, this one thing says like it was published in 2018. They're just like, yeah, Margaret never met up with uh, Fidel Castro until Justin was about four years old. And I'm just like, 
And what is that picture you just showed me? Yeah, that picture right there completely disproves that. Yeah, he's not four years old. He's that's four a, months old. Yeah, but my my whole conclusion about this thing was is that at some point in 1971, Fidel and Margaret Sinclair hooked up, most likely with Pierre's consent. Given the decade and her drug habits, it wouldn't have been unusual, you know? It is also no surprise that a globalist cuck like Pierre would also literally be a cuck. Tolerant enough to raise Fidel's son for him. What do they say? Happy wife, happy life? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, just look at Pierre. Just look at... He's just like, yeah, I'd let her... I'll let that happen. (laughs) Just his wiki uh, picture. Yeah, he's just like... He's the type of guy that would be sitting in the corner eating cereal, you know, and just watching. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, that's nice. That's that's nice. I'm going to raise that kid just like my own. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I thought that was a pretty interesting theory. You know, Justin Trudeau. You know... This is one of those things that you need that we should have brought up during human cloning. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, we should have brought that up during human cloning. Because that right there is very, you know, they look very, very similar. Yes, they do. So if you had to say it, if you had to get, you had to take a guess, yay or nay. Oh, I would have said that's his son. That's and his that son. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I believe it too. 100%. I believe Justin Trudeau, uh, that his father was Fidel Castro. 100%. And I'll post pictures on my Instagram for any any of the listeners wanting to go take a peek. I mean, you just look at Pierre and Margaret and then you compare them to Justin. Then you look at Margaret and Fidel and compare it to Justin. There's more resemblance to Fidel than Pierre, hands down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Justin looks Cuban with his mustache, it doesn't even look Canadian. I would never have guessed he, would, he was Canadian. It's crazy. Anyways. I mean, she looks like a partier, too. Yeah, she does. All right, so now we move on to topic three. Dan, do you want to tell us a little bit about the coronavirus? So the epicenter of the outbreak right now is Wuhan, China. From multiple resources, the coronavirus is zoonotic, meaning it is transmitted between animals and people. Many of the initial cases were linked to a seafood and meat market in Wuhan. Chinese health officials said human-to-human transmission has been confirmed. Yeah, I, I heard it was like similar to like SARS and MERS, how MERS was made from or was yep. from camels in the Middle East and SARS were from bats and that this coronavirus was either from someone eat. They don't really know for sure, but either from someone eating a bowl of bat soup or either them eating a live snake. So I don't know. But what are some symptoms of it? Like if I was to get it, what, what would I feel? You would get symptoms of fever, dry cough, pneumonia, breathing difficulties, diarrhea, body aches, kidney failure. Now, keep in mind, these are symptoms that are being reported by officials. There have been other reports from different sources that are stating the symptoms happen and then go away. But then afterwards, when you think you are healthy, you then have a total organ shutdown. Yeah, that's... Okay, it's not too bad. But the last part, if that's true, that if you you get... You get those symptoms, then they go away, and you think you're healthy, and then your organs start shutting down. That's that's bad. Yeah, because I know they said it starts off like uh, it pretty much pneumonia-like symptoms, pretty much okay. upper respiratory infections and shit like that. But man, I hope that's the last part's not true. Yeah, I hope it's not true either. But uh, just like any kind of like flu or cold, the transmission of it is through coughs, sneezes, or anything from an infected person. Or even touching a contaminated object that somebody may have sneezed on, of course. Or somebody sneezes on your food, right? 
So mm. the transmission is normal. Man, that kind of scares me. <laughs> yeah, that does. I don't even want to go out now. Me and my girlfriend went out to eat today, and uh, our waitress, every time she walked away, she would start coughing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was she Chinese? No. Okay, you're she good then. white lady. Okay. But, you know, still, though, still kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> as of January 26th, 2020, so that's today we're recording this, as of January 26th, and this comes out on Thursday, so I'm pretty sure if these numbers are going to be wrong, they're going to be higher, so don't shame us for it. We're giving you the current numbers that we have right now. 1,975 people have been infected and 56 people have died because of it. And that's according to the nation's National Health Commission. The outbreak has spread rapidly over the last seven days. It has infected people in Hong Kong, United States, Australia, Malaysia, Thailand, France, Japan, Taiwan, Vietnam, Israel, Russia, Singapore, South Korea, Canada, and Nepal. So this is like spread almost damn near everywhere. I know North Korea, once they heard about this outbreak, then it happened like a month ago when it started. When they heard about this, North Korea said, bloop, they shut everything down. Right. They said, we're not so, going to allow. Do you want the updated tally number right now? Currently it right now? It's changed. Yeah, this, uh, so this was three hours ago, I believe. Right now, new infections in the United States were found in people traveling from Wuhan. In China, the tally jumped to more than 2,700 cases. Whoa, what the fuck? Okay, my number's 1975. That was from it's like three o'clock this afternoon. So it's what, 2,700? So what it says, here's what you need to know. Death toll rises to at least 80. Oh my. Wuhan may have a thousand more cases. A fifth U.S. case has been confirmed. Okay, I've, I've seen that. Let's see, the that. epidemic has entered a more serious and complex period. Yeah, so yeah, those are pretty much the updated numbers right now that I just found. Jesus, dude, that's kind of scary. No wonder Donnie and Kate are in the bunker. <laughs> they yeah, knew no what kidding. was going on. Jesus. So as of today, it's January 26th, like Dan said, there's been five reported cases of individuals in the United States who have tested positive for this coronavirus. There's one in Arizona, two in California, one in Illinois, which was in Chicago, and one in Washington. So, Yeah. And all five of these individuals who have tested positive have recently returned from Wuhan, China. Yeah, I mean, with Lunar uh, New Year, people fly back over to China, go visit their family and such to celebrate the new year with them. Then they come back. You know, it's such bad timing for this virus to hit. And it's just like, uh, I guess you'd say like flu or pneumonia where like you get it. It doesn't just hit you like right away. It's dormant for like a week or two and then it pops up. Yeah, I, I heard it was 14 days and 14 days until it hits you. But during those 14 days, you can still, you're a carrier of it and you can transmit oh, it yeah. to other people in those 14 days. But you don't even know you have it, which, ooh, that's, that's uh, crazy. That is crazy. But uh, as of right now in the United States, there's 63 individuals in 22 different states that are being monitored for this virus. So on Saturday, January 25th, the United States Department ordered the evacuation of all United States personnel at the consulate in Wuhan. And then on January 26th, which was Sunday, and that's today we're recording, China has locked down and quarantined 17 total cities. So the total amount of people combined, the citizens that are in this quarantine, is over 50 million. 
They also shut down all public transports, all businesses. That's including McDonald's and Starbucks. They also shut down all public schools and no children are allowed to go anywhere. And they also prohibited driving of any public vehicles. Dude. So I know, like you said, that they're evacuating all the U.S. personnel out of there. Now, anybody that went over like there to celebrate with family and come back, they are bringing all of them back. So. Yeah, I, I, I read that as well. So that means even if, like, I hate to say it, they're bringing more people over that could be infected right now. But, yeah. you know, they're U.S. citizens. We want to help our people. I understand Yeah, that. just please quarantine them for yeah. 14 days. God, you know what sucks, though? What? The, the pilots and the stewardess and stuff. Oh, dude, you, you're going to have to wrap me in a fucking entire bubble and have me, you know breathing out of an scba if, if I mean, you want me to get on a plane with people in the notes you know what they say about the 30 year old man in washington how they have him quarantined they have him quarantined in a room nobody's really allowed to go in there they have a robot with cameras that's able to go in there check his vitals and everything that's controlled by the medical staff god dang oh yeah this is this is horrible and we got a lot of theories that we'll go over because I got a lot of theories about that and how hard how this is way more serious than what they're reporting. But we'll get into that here in a minute. I'm, I'll cover a few of these things real quick. Then we'll hop right into theories. But uh, I think it was yesterday. So China announced that they were going to build a brand new 1000 bed hospital facility and it was going to take them just six days. And you, you can go to Sky News on Twitter and see the multiple bulldozers hacking away at the ground. There's got there's like thirty or forty of these backhoes digging for this brand new one thousand bed hospital facility that they're somehow going to build in six days. I don't know how, but also I I seen a video that China has been spraying residential areas with this disinfectant in Shanghai, and that was supposedly to combat the spread of the virus. Did, have Have you seen that video on Twitter? I have not. They have a video of them spraying some kind of disinfectant if you go to our twitter which is underscore tot3 the number three and then k um on twitter you can see this video i think dan you retweeted it right yes yeah you can check it out <clears throat> it's a the video of them spraying this disinfectant over the city so it's crazy why hasn't the world health organization announced an emergency you know They've so far declined to categorize the coronavirus as a global health emergency. They actually, they actually praise China for its efforts to contain the virus, which not not a very good job. But no, the uh, the CDC said today, which is the twenty sixth, that uh, doctors around the United States have been calling quote unquote all day and night about potential cases of the virus around the country. So I think it's 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 a whole lot more serious than what what we're being told. But now we're going to kind of go over the theories about the coronavirus, um, which I'll, I'll cover this first one, the underreported theory. This theory is that the coronavirus is a lot more deadlier than everyone is being told. If you think about the information above that we went over and also think about how China likes to, quote unquote, save face and they have uh, mass control of their citizens. The rumor is that China, you know, has turned off the internet nationwide, and they're only allowing certain individuals to post about the virus itself. 
that China is massively underreporting the virus itself to the World Health Organization and that the true infected rate is over 1 million with a death toll of over 100,000. And what kind of goes with this theory is the mass grave theory is that the, you know, that giant 1,000 bed hospital that China is building in supposedly six or 10 days? Yeah. The theory is, is that it's not supposed to be a hospital at all. But in fact, a giant grave for bodies to either be burned or buried in, since there's no construction materials there, just 30 to 40 back holes digging a giant hole where this hospital is supposedly supposed to be built. That's one of the theories. I can believe the huge underreporting. If you look at everything that's going on and how these people are reacting to this and how they're... um you know what they're doing i can i think it's i think it's massively underreported you look at the hospitals and how they were over and overran and all that yeah i think it's being underreported i mean i honestly hope it's not that theory of actually like infected rate of over a million death toll over 100,000 cuz i know yeah. the mortality rate is 3% of this but you know if you're an infant your immune's not high and like if you're elderly your immune system's not that good so you, they get it, there's going to be a higher mortality rate, I believe. I hope I'm wrong about the first theory, but... See, the next theory, every 100-year theory. This theory is that every 100 years, a deadly virus is released by something or someone to help with population control. For example, in 1720, there was a great plague of France. This was the last significant European outbreak of the Bonic Plague. It killed a total of 100,000 people in France. Then in 1820, there was the cholera pandemic. So by 1820, cholera had spread to Thailand, Indonesia, and the Philippines on the island of Java alone. The outbreak caused the death of 100,000 people. Then in 1920, the world was faced with the Spanish flu pandemic and affected over 500 million people worldwide and killed between 20 to 50 million. Yep. Now, 100 years later, we had this coronavirus. Mm, I don't know. Question is... If this is released every hundred years, who's doing it to help with population control? If that's the whole purpose, or maybe the Earth goes to this hundred-year cycle of where it makes this virus somehow. I mean, that'd be crazy. The aliens that are sitting up there just watching us. All right, flip the switch. <laughs> it's been a hundred years. Let's flip the switch again. Oh, man, has it been a hundred years already? <laughs> yeah, they have, like, different accents and shit. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite aliens. So this next one is called the CIA theory. So this CIA theory is the following. The current outbreak of the new strain of coronavirus is a covert program run by a shadow faction of the CIA. The program is called Operation Ultraviolet. The designer strain is a viral weaponry that's designed to take out people with the East Asia genetic markers, This is to covertly cull the Chinese population, making their military less effective. The target site, Wuhan, was chosen because of the recent BLS-4 lab built there, which would serve as a plausible outbreak cause. This strain is highly contagious, and it's estimated the disease spread will be exponential. And it is not an accident that it was released around the time of Chinese New Year celebration. This was done for maximum impact. The estimated fatalities by the end of the year is 350 to 400 million. So that's the theory. Something interesting to note to go along with that theory, that the uh, 
International Weekly Journal of Science published an article in 2017 that talked about how China had built a lab in Wuhan to study the world's most dangerous pathogens. It was the BLS-4 lab. So, either that's a really good LARP or that's true. I don't know. I could see it happening, you know? So, why would they build a lab like that to study such dangerous pathogens in, in like, a city? Why don't they build it out somewhere where it's, like, secluded? It it was twi- it's 20 miles outside the city. It's still considered like Wuhan, but it's 20 miles outside of it. Oh, 20 miles. That ain't shit. Yeah, I know. It needs to be underground like Resident Evil, you know? You literally just took that out of my brain. I was about to say that. They need to do like the Umbrella Corp Corporation, build a fucking hive down into the ground. So when that shit breaks out, fucking just seal that shit up. Be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. But you want to go over some interesting facts? Sure. So, some interesting facts we got here. The first one is Bill and Melinda Gates. So, this theory kind of presents a few facts that then allows you to put together the pieces. The next thing is factually and really did happen. On October 18th in 2019, before the coronavirus outbreak, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health and the World Economic Forum, co-hosted an event in New York City, where policymakers, business leaders, and health officials worked together on a simulated virus outbreak. What virus did they simulate? The coronavirus. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> I knew Bill was up to no good. This simulation was titled the event 201 Pandemic. A high-level pandemic exercise dropped participants right in the midst of an uncontrolled coronavirus outbreak that was spreading like wildfire out of South America and was set to wreak worldwide havoc. According to John Hopkins University, the simulation of the coronavirus drill resulted in a death toll of 65 million people within 18 months. Dude, what's Bill and Melinda Gates up to? Do you always like hear about them and the conspiracies about vaccines and stuff? I mean, what is the friggin' coincidence? A couple months ago, they run a simulation of this coronavirus outbreak, and then it happens. That's a little weird. Um, something also interesting to point out is that we got a message from a user named Chantel on Instagram. She sent us a link to a U.S. patent. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. So it's U.S. patent US 7220852B as in Bravo and then the number one. So highlight that link of that patent, Dan. And... Uh, Go to it, and I'll post this patent as a picture on our Instagram for you guys to go look at. This is a patent for the human coronavirus, and it was it was a patent in 2004. And look at the application status and what date that expired. Oh. Application status is expired, fee-related, 1-26-2020. That's fucking today. It expired today. And then on June 28, 2007, the patent was assigned to the government of the United States of America as represented by the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh-uh-uh. They've had this since 2003. I would like to think that it was for the study of this virus, but why would you need to file a patent on it? I don't know. I don't know how any of that stuff works. If, if any of you guys know how it works, 
send me a message. I don't know. That's some fuckery, right? Yeah, it is. And to add to more of that fuckery, I've been following this coronavirus very closely over the past few days. I mean, you can vouch for me, Dan. I send you like these freaking text as like doom doom's on we're all going down get in your bunkers no but uh i was following a lot of people on social media um that were quote-unquote social media insiders from china who were posting about what was going on and as of today when i went to go look them up to write about what they were posting all of them had their twitter accounts suspended due to a violation of the twitter rules there's just a, there was a few of them that I could find that were that I hadn't been following, but all of them that I was following suspended. It's man, it's, this is weird. This whole coronavirus outbreak is it is weird. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if it. There's a theory that it's you know the wag the dog that they want you. Some people are saying that they want you to look at this coronavirus and keep your attention on it cuz so you don't pay attention to the Trump impeachment which mm, I don't I don't believe that. Yeah, it's just like a big old fiasco right now. It is. The coronavirus though, I don't think it's covering the impeachment. I mean, it might be covering Epstein's death, you know, cuz Epstein didn't kill himself. That is true. But uh I don't know, it's just it sounds it literally seems like someone is trying to divert our attention and you know from something that's about to happen. You know, we're going to be too busy trying to deal with this and something else is going to happen. Yeah, there's also another theory I came across. There's a guy that is called Mr. Top Secret and he was on 4chan. And I, I, I sometimes scroll the boards of 4chan Paranormal, right, just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this Mr. Top Secret was posting about this coronavirus and he said he just got back from a briefing of the UK's Department of Disease and Control. And uh, he said that the coronavirus was an escaped viral bioweapon, and it's a heavily modified uh, chimera strain of flu with a bioengineered neurological kick to it. He said it's two viruses in one. The flu is just the method of delivery for the real payload. It causes people to develop flu-like symptoms that creep for a while and then suddenly fall over where they stand as the payload creeps through their body and then infects the brain, which does something to the diaphragm, inhibiting breathing and lung tissue, which makes you produce liquid in your lungs so you drown. They said it can be spread via skin-to-skin contact, air, water, and blood. And it was developed by China as a possible weapon of mass destruction. Um, That it escaped a lab but not the one in Wuhan, but elsewhere. And that Wuhan is quarantined, but that's because China selectively releases information and we are not being told about the other outbreaks in China because they're downplaying it. Hmm. So I'm looking on Twitter now from Himalaya Global. The data you read online is only what the government wants you to know. Wuhan is doomed. We are short of medical supplies and almost unprotected. This thing has existed since December, and the government has suppressed the information. So this virus has been out since December, from what he's saying. Yeah, this Mr. Top Secret said that the death rate is lowest at 70%, but highest at 85%. That they don't really know the true number because China is sharing information whenever they want, and they don't know if it's true. 
but uh, they're saying in two weeks they'll get a full view of how serious it is, and that uh, it they they know it's it's something that's going to be biblical and that it's going to change the world forever. But I, I guess we'll see. You know, I guess when this episode airs, I mean. You'll have a more good feeling of if we are right or wrong. I hope and pray we are wrong, you know. But if it was a distraction, what was it a distraction from besides the impeachment, besides Epstein? I don't know. The red flag law in Virginia? Maybe. But I don't know why China would be releasing that. You know, some say that this isn't even happening in fucking China. Some are saying that this is all made up by the U.S. government and that... None of this shit you see on Twitter is real, that it's all bullshit made up by the government to keep our face truly away from the impeachment, which if that is the case, I give them a hand because, my God, that's a really good job, you know? Australia has their fifth case of the coronavirus. That's confirmed now. They just announced that? Uh, 11 minutes ago. Jesus. People, some people are getting mad at the U.S. government because they're not sending more planes over to get the U.S. citizens or the Americans who want to leave Wuhan. I don't know what to all think of it, to be completely honest. I think it's good for everybody to kind of like stock up on, you know, just in case. I'm not saying because of this, but just in general, it's always good to have, you know, some, uh, you know, couple extra cans of food or maybe like an extra three months of food or up to six months of food, you know, and maybe some, a lot of medical supplies. I would say I would be less concerned about food and more concerned about water and medical supplies. So over 200 people in India are under observation and in quarantine, but no test results yet. Damn, dude, this information is just rolling out at this at this rate, it's going to be bad. Anyways, I hope they get this under control pretty yeah. fast. Um, anyways, I guess let's uh, move on to review shout-outs and announcements. Uh, we're going to cover the iTunes reviews first. So this first one is from E. Evol Love, and that was on, she posted it on January 20th, or he, whichever. Um, it's five stars with the subject line that reads, Thanks, guys. They go on to say, I thoroughly enjoy listening to you all. Listening to you guys reminds me of a conversation I might have with my friends. Special nod to Kate because her voice is so hypnotic. Thank you for the uh, five stars, and we will let Kate know whenever her and Donnie get out of the bunker that you think her voice is hypnotic. I'll learn Morse code and try to send him a message. Yeah, we're going to be working on that. If anybody knows Morse code, shoot it to us. Shoot us. Shoot us. uh, Has Keanu sucked you off in, in there? (laughs) <laughs> yes. in Morse code <laughs> uh, okay the next one is from Kev's 491 he sent it on January 20th as five stars with the subject line that reads first episode uh, they go on to say show was good girl just kept running uh, kept running off with her topics it kind of annoyed me thank you for the five star Kev's uh, I'm sure she'll respond to it whenever she gets back from the bunker um but thank you for five stars. We love you. This next one is from uh, Tatanka88. It was posted on January 21st. It is two stars. And with the subject line that reads, just get to it. 
They go on to say, as an avid podcast listener, I have come to find that if I subscribe to one and the episode descriptions attract me enough, I'll listen to it. However, this podcast seems to spend more time trying to be cutesy and whimsical when they go through their introductions. Just get to it. I wouldn't recommend this podcast based on the dead-sounding introductions. They just take too long and lack a lack maturity. However, once they get into it, the podcast isn't all that bad. I hope they change the intros. <laughs> well, Tatanka88, these past two episodes of me and Dan, have we done the intros? We have not. So, there you go. Your yeah. wish was granted. I just say it's hard to... You know, please everyone. Some people like the intros, some people don't. We just try to have fun with it. You know, sometimes we do intros, sometimes we don't. Yeah, it, it, yeah, we just try to, like Dan said, we can't really please any everybody, but we just, we're just trying to have fun with it. You know, um, I think if we decide to do the intros again, I'll put in the uh, description what time you can fast forward it to, so you can just skip all that. But. You know, it is what it is. I appreciate your constructive criticism. You know, we just try to do our best. So this next one, it was on January 22nd, is from Jada Girl 34 She left five stars with the subject line that says, So casual, I love it. She goes on to say, Honestly, I love listening to these guys. I like that it doesn't have to be so serious, and each topic gets thrown around so nicely. I feel like it opens up my brain a little. I also like how they seem to be good friends, so it sounds just more like a late-night conversation with the boys. Pretty much it. That is what it is. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. I mean, we started off talking about this stuff, and we're like, hey, might as well record it. So that's what yeah, we started doing. Point, we're just like, dude, wonder what people think if we just started recording this stuff and let them hear it. Yeah. So thank you for the five stars, Jada Girl, and I'm glad we could be uh, – some ear hold pleasure for you. Mm-hmm. This next one is on January 23rd. It is from Ber- Bergamus. It is one star. It's with the subject line that reads, has potential but falls short of being listenable. They're going to say, listen to the Epstein episode. Has potential but the female host can't be serious. There's a difference between conspiracy theories and the crackpot drivel coming out of her mouth that is not even on topic. If she would stop talking, it might be a pretty good podcast. Uh, but thank you for saying we have potential. Yeah, thank you for the potential. And um, thank you for the constructive credit criticism. If there's anything we can do besides, I guess, ass blast and Kate. I guess that wasn't, wait, <laughs> that wasn't a good choice of words. Um, I don't know. Even if some things do seem a little crazy at times or maybe off the wall, it's not bad to have that thought, to, to, to discuss that possibility. We, you can't write off something completely, you know. You got to at least let it enter your ear holes. Think about it a little bit, you know. Anyways, but yeah, thank you for the constructive criticism. We'll try to do better. This next one was on January 24th. It is from Bojangles123456. It is five stars. With a subject line that reads, love the show, but check your pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're getting ass blasted by that. So they're going to say, bro, I love your show. It makes me laugh and makes me think. Sometimes, though, it is hard to listen to. Descartes being pronounced so wrong. 
it's Descartes. Come on, you all. Step up your game. Seriously, though, thank you for making a funny podcast that makes me laugh while also using my brain. Uh, also, Kate's got a sexy voice, too, that helps as well. Is mine not sexy enough for you? No, I'm just kidding. Are, like, our, our voice is not sexy enough? Do I need to go deep voice? Hey, baby. Oh, my God, you're going to pull a Donnie. Hey, baby girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What was that, a couple weeks ago he did that? Oh, my let me, God. Let me whisper into your ear right now. <laughs> but uh, thank you for the five stars, Bojangles, and the constructive criticism. You know, <clears throat> I should have checked it, but I got some Hispanic um, stuff in my family. So the Descartes, when I seen it, I immediately wanted to go to the Hispanic route with it and say Descartes, you yeah. know? Descartes. And I just ran with that. I didn't even check it. It's my fault, you know. I apologize. Anyways, we'll 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 do better. We'll do better, Bojangles. We'll do better. Thank you for the five stars. We love you. I'm sorry. And your chicken tenders are great if you work for Bojangles. I'm just saying. Bojangles. All right. This last one is was on January twenty sixth, twenty twenty. It is from Lollipop zero zero one one five four or 001115, they left us a five-star rating uh, with the subject line that reads, great for a chill. They go on to say, fantastic info and generally just a chilled chat between friends about the things that go bump in the night. Thank you, Lollipop, for the five stars and the great review. I like to think some of our things go bump in the night, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Thank you, everyone, for the ratings and reviews. We love you all. So much love. Voicemails. Do we cover them or do we save them until Donnie and Kate get out of the bunker? Voicemails? Mm-hmm. I say we save them. We'll save them. Uh, we, we got anything from Instagram? Mm, yeah, we got some. Well, I got some emails I need to cover on Yahoo. And then I got okay. some shout outs on Instagram. Um, so... So if you have a voicemail, I'm sorry again this week. I'm sorry. You can message me personally on Instagram on Theories of the Third Kind Instagram. You can say, Aaron, go fuck off. Play my voicemail for me. And I'm going to say, look, I'm sorry. Here's my personal apology to you. We're going to play it when Donnie and Kate get out of the bunker. We just got to figure out Morse code. Um, so this one, uh, we got an email from uh, Isaiah. And he, go he says in the email, it's a simulation theory follow-up. And he goes, what if when you die, the light you see is actually alien ships inside lights and you come back as a ball of energy and they put a VR type headset on your head and you come back as a random animal or a person and you don't remember anything from that moment or before it. Also, the podcast is epic, but it keeps me up or but sometimes it keeps me up at night. Uh, thank you, Isaiah, for that pretty cool theory to think about. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. You know, you come back, you get the lights or alien ships, and they pull you in, and then they put a VR headset on you, and you forget about everything. Hmm. It's interesting to think about. Um, sorry about keeping you up at night. I'm going to tell Donnie to quit, quit peeping through your windows at night, keeping you up. But uh, thank you for the email. Thank you for the love. Shoot us some more theories if you got them. Yes, definitely. So this next email is from Magic. They go, hello from deep space. Um, so I wanted to say, 
I'm new to your podcast, and I've been listening to you for about a month. I think I've heard everything you have on your list. I've started to listen to some for a second time to see if I've missed any. I say that I like the format and appreciate the research you take the time to do on all your topics. If you all are faking it, then you have me fooled. I have listened to other conspiracy podcasts, and well, I'll just say yuck. You all spoiled me and expect to hear something, and I expect to hear something on your level. Definitely isn't the case, though. I'm going to send more emails and questions as I rehear your podcast. For now, here is my first question and request. This is for Kate. I did get, or I get the feeling from things she has said that she has a medium, quote-unquote medium, ability. I'd like to hear her personal story along with her personal experiences throughout her whole life that gets her to your podcast microphone. Don't get offended, fellas. I'd like to hear yours as well, but would like to hear her first or in particular. You guys all rock and look forward to your reply. Thank you that for that uh, email magic. Um, like we said, Kate's not here. I'll read the email again whenever she comes back. Um, I do believe... I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I do think she has the medium ability. Right, Dan? From what I remember her telling us before, yes. That she has some type of ability. Yeah. I don't, she can, I don't know the full extent of it. Yeah, I don't know either. But I think she said something about previously that she was able to read people very well and certain thoughts come in her head when she sees people and certain people get off give off certain energies. I may be wrong, but... I don't know. We'll have to, whenever she comes back, we'll, we'll ask her again that. But, uh, if you want to know if I have psychic abilities, um, I don't, I don't think I do. I mean, I might. What about you, Dan? Do you have psychic abilities? Uh, I can tell when it's cold outside. Through your nipple belt? Yes. Okay. Thought so. I can tell when it's about to rain. You know, I can smell it in the air. <laughs> oh yeah. I can smell it in the air. You want you want to know some crazy shit that happens to me that I'm like oh shit I'm a I'm like way smarter than I think I am. Oh tell me. I'll get my sh- when I when I do my laundry and I go to hang my shirts up I'll lay out my shirts one on top of each other right I'll lay them all out I won't count them or anything I'll just lay them all out I'll go and I'll grab clothes hangers out of my closet and every single time I have the perfect amount of clothes hangers I think I subconsciously count the shirts and count the clothes hangers and I'm not even aware of it. I mean, it's possible. You know, it could be like uh, my girlfriend who until recently, each, you know, piece of clothing had a hanger. So she had the like right amount of hangers. So pretty much she did what you did. Every time she went and grabbed it, she had the right amount because they all had their own hanger. You know, maybe that's it. That's it. You just solved it, Daniel. Did I just debunk it? Damn it. You're a de- you goddamn debunker. Okay. All right. We're, I might just cut that or may just leave it in there and make me Leave listen. it in there. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you for the email magic. Uh, we'll read it whenever Kate comes back. Um, so now we move on to Instagram shout outs and messages. I want to shout out Chantel D. She was the one who sent us the U.S. patent information. So shout out to her. Um, let me go into messages. Uh, this one's from Nick P. He sent us a message about the uh, MIB episode. He said, my theory is, what if all the strange noises 
we are hearing in is underground drilling and creating bunkers are a large tunnel system throughout the United States and other areas of the world. I 100% believe it. So first off, thank you, Nick, for the message. Second off, I, I 100% believe it. Uh, we talked about it before in an episode about a ex-Pentagon guy who I knew who told us, a, who told me personally about um, military bases underground that were enormous. So thank you for that and much love. This next one, uh, this next shout out is Chris D. He sent us a message that said, y'all should fall down the Crowley rabbit hole and says some stuff about Aleister Crowley and sends a few pictures and stuff like that. So I just wanted to thank him. And we're definitely, we have his name written down in our upcoming episodes, uh, Aleister Crowley. I think he's right there with Ted Kaczynski. So we're definitely covering him in the future because dude is super interesting. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, the next shout out is to Jake from State Farm. He uh, <laughs> he says, uh, I notice you could take it as constructive criticism or whatever, but uh, he told us that the way we pronounce Marine is pronounced Marine Corps, not corpse. The P is silent. And that we sound super civilian. And uh, I messaged him back and said, was it me or Dan? <laughs> I said, finger crossed, fingers crossed for Dan so I could give him shit. Was it me? He goes, you both did it. <laughs> you, know, you know why I did it? Why? Because my father was army. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh god there you go jake there you go yeah i just did it because i'm ignorant and i didn't know that's how you're supposed to pronounce it so no i admit it was not because my dad's army he was but i just mispronounced it so thank you for that <laughs> um we did get a question about our youtube and uh this is a shout out to renee d asking us about our youtube channel and all that we uploaded a couple videos the ghost videos when we initially covered the ghost but we haven't really done much to it. I think we're saving it for a few, the future. We may roll out some like live stream, but that's going to be a whole lot later on if things keep going and keep picking up and stuff like that. But it'll eventually come, but not right now. We're just kind of using it as a placeholder, you know. Yep. But anyways, I think that's all I have for this week. Do you have anything else you want to add? Because, you know, Facebook shout outs are when Donnie gets back. So, but I don't have any more shout outs or anything. Um, on Twitter, you got a, I would do a shout out to, uh, Jeremy Stapleton. I posted on, uh, Twitter, one of those spam text messages about the presidential campaign. Oh, that was funny. And the person actually talked back to me about, you know, my selection in the nominee as I'm going for Bigfoot for 2020. And I asked who should be, uh, his VP. And Jeremy was suggesting Chupacabra. Just like I was thinking. <laughs> so, you know, mm. we had a little fun conversation there. Then uh, there was another Taylor C on Twitter. It was for the best podcaster uh, nominees, and she was asking where we were on it. And I told her that, you know, that would have been cool, but we don't mind as long as our listeners enjoy our content. We will try to keep doing what we do. And she was just yep. like, I'm currently fangirling over the fact that you replied to me. Hope to hear the episode on the afterlife soon. And I believe we have that on the list to do. Yeah, we we do have that on the list to do the afterlife. 
So we got a lot of lot of them on the list. We're gonna start kicking out as many as we can. So stay tuned. They'll be rolling out soon. So, but with that being said, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Thank you for putting up with us for another week. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, everybody else will be back next week with us. Yep. Hopefully, none of us get sick. Knock on wood. With that being said, Dan, you want to roll us out? Sure thing. Guys, it's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you're not alone.